0: Welcome to The Earth Wants You. The Earth Does Want You. This is Reverend Billy with my co-host Savitri D. We're from the Church of Stop Shopping here in New York City.
1: Earthaluya.
0: Welcome back. After our long hot summer. Welcome
1: back, Reverend Billy.
0: We've been to where? Athens, Greece. Very hot for three weeks. And then we return to Zurich. It's very
1: organized in Switzerland. <laughs>
0: But we brought with us something that was supposed to deorganize them, which is our campaign that we developed in Athens, Tourists Against Trump.
1: That's right. Tourists Against Trump, which is a global social movement. We welcome you. Please join us.
0: Tourists Against Trump uh, hopes to show the world that even tourists can be compassionate political.
1: And also highlight the incredible bifurcation of our population, our human population. And capitalism has forced us into these two lanes of tourists or migrants. And you're one or the other now, people face it, in service to a billionaire overlord. And uh, if you're not a tourist, you're a migrant. If you're not a migrant, you're a tourist. And one of you is welcome to cross borders and the other stopped and then imprisoned in some fashion.
0: Drowned Commodified shot, by caged.
1: some form of imprisonment, while tourists are asked to lubricate economies with their capital. And let me just remind you, listeners, the liberation of your capital is not the liberation of your soul.
0: The liberation of your money is not the liberation of your soul. That's right. So, That's, what you what Can you I you tweet mean? that? That's pretty good. <laughs> Go ahead, baby. Tweet <laughs> Let's it. Let's make a meme right now and post it. Tweet it. So the we went all the way from Europe to California to... Two events organized around famous environmentalists, Neil Young and Daryl Hannah's wedding, and then the memorial on the passing of Larry Harvey up at Burning Men. And all the while, we were in California, it was smoky from the fires. And then, at that point, we were reading about what we had just left, the fires in Athens. Well, that gave pause.
1: California is always a little bit apocalyptic. One always feels the dystopian future just in front of you there. But this time, I would say that was exaggerated by the eight lanes of traffic and the smoke that basically shielded you from all sights except the eight lanes (laughs) of traffic. So no golden hills this time, people. No beautiful... You couldn't see the golden hills. You couldn't see the golden hills. And every saddle and every ridge of every mountain range was completely socked in with smoke and advisories don't go outside don't exercise if you're compromised stay inside i mean
0: i was getting the smog in the back of my throat
1: sometimes forest fires have that wonderful comforting smell of a fire but they don't usually smell like that i mean occasionally you'll get a waft of like oh campfire smells but no because forest fires burn in a much different way at different temperatures and it doesn't smell like that it just it smells like pollution
0: It's mostly just plain scary.
1: And also what it does is traps the pollution, right? So the smoke is heavy and it holds the pollution that's floating around down. And so actually you're largely, there's an inversion that's created and then you're stuck in this blanket of car and smoke. It's awful, it's just awful. And you know what, it's the future. Right now, still 60 fires burning in British Columbia. 60,
0: 60 Going on into the fall, I had a, a moment I remember of total earth karma. It was when we were driving from the Bay Area down to the wedding down in San Luis Obispo, and we were stuck in a traffic jam. And remember this? San Jose, right? How and, I forget? <laughs> and it was, I don't know, maybe eight lanes, ten lanes of traffic stopped mm-hmm. in both directions. Mm-hmm. And... The highway was right next to the San Jose Airport, which was also a traffic jam of airplanes. We were sitting there in our own waste. I was going to say a non-radio allowable word. Mm -hmm. Waste. Um, (laughs) And there we were with nobody going anywhere in any direction, but visited by the results of our hopes to move humans and you know it was personal too because there we were in a a rented car that was not a prius and we had flown all the way from europe to california and i had had
1: that morning a very interesting conversation with a woman i've known since i was a baby who's now in her 80s and is uh, losing her memory to some degree and is, is is becoming innocent in the way that older people can become innocent and things that seem strange to them that we've all normalized and accepted every day so she turned to me we were on the streets of, of Oakland and she turned to me and she said why are there so many cars why is this how did this happen and I said oh that is the question Husako bless you that is the question
0: why are there so many cars?
1: How did this happen? This is the overwhelming sensation one gets in California. Also, of course, the incredible land there and the wildlife. And there's so much of it. We saw humpback whales. We saw golden eagles. We saw dolphins, uh, seals. Uh, uh, it's unbelievable, the life there. So it's not too late, humans, to just, I don't know, ditch it. Leave it alone. Go somewhere else. What, what are we going to do? California now leads the way on climate change, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, in this country, anyway.
0: Although it's under attack by Trump.
1: At every step of the way, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's been a, it's been an interesting summer for us. You know, we are New Yorkers. Always glad to come back to New York, this great melting pot, and uh, great to be back on air with you live here in the studio. And uh, but. It is instructive to travel about and see what is preoccupying the minds of people in other places and and how what the vibe is, you know, what the vibe is. So I would say through throughout our travels this summer, people are thinking about immigration. They are thinking about migration, they are thinking about it. And who can avoid thinking about climate change this summer, this summer of fires and extreme heat and drought. Who isn't thinking about climate change right now of any age? Raise your hand. <laughs> I don't see anybody
0: <laughs> in the megachurch, We see many hands, many hands going up, and it it goes, it goes with. It is a part of um, the seventy million people trying to cross uh, to dream homes, places they may have loved ones, and having militarized borders separating them from from that dream.
1: And I I do want to mention one thing to our listeners, because I know I sometimes get emails from you asking about um, our travel and why we travel so much and the compromise of jet travel when we're so-called environmentalists. Um, And I think it's important to address the compromise and and address the difficult quandary we all find ourselves in. You know, we're we're also artists in New York City, and um, to be perfectly honest with you, we can't make a living we can't get paid in new york (laughs) nobody pays us in new york city uh so
0: we could move to berlin (laughs) and our radio show could some a couple times
1: a year we have to go over to europe and And, uh, get paid so that we can uh, keep having the stop shopping choir and keep singing these songs and doing these shows all of which are subsidized here in new york by by those tours so there you go people compromised We'll, all of
0: us. We'll do our best to find a way to support ourselves locally. Yeah. It's always something we're trying to do.
1: But to all the hypocrisy hunters out there, I am camouflaged and you cannot see
0: me. <laughs> Amen. Got it. Well, let's, it's time to move on to a, a review of the Earth News, the news from the natural world.
1: Welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D., Northern New England seals tested positive for avian flu and distemper, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. People are asked to avoid sick or dead seals and report any they might see. California has 129 million standing dead trees spread across 8.9 million acres. That's uh, 6,500 times the number of trees in Central Park. In dry, hot times like these, the record number of decaying ponderosa pines, sugar pines, and other towering species can become kindling for errant sparks, fallen power lines, cigarette butts, and lightning strikes. The large stands of kindling, dead trees standing there, explains why this has been the worst year on record for California wildfires. Almost 900,000 acres have burned in California this year, compared to 230 last year at the same time. Uh, The Mendocino complex fire, now almost fully contained at more than 460,000 acres, is the single largest fire on record in state history. The largest fire before that, the Thomas fire was just put out in January this year. Microwave weapons are prime suspect in the ills of US embassy workers in Cuba. Doctors and scientists say microwave strikes may have caused sonic delusions and very real brain damage among embassy staff and family members. Governments are not on track to meet a goal of the 215 Paris Climate Agreement of capping temperatures well below 2 degrees Celsius before the end of the century. The, Can- the Canadian courts have quashed Prime Minister Trudeau's approval of the Trans Mountain Pipeline. The Federal Court of Appeal has, has uh, denied permits, uh, concluding that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's cabinet made its decision to nationalize the pipeline without considering all the evidence. The move was seen as a major victory for the rights of indigenous people. For every one degree Celsius rise in average temperatures, insects will consume an extra 2.5% of the world's crops. Globally, one in nine people already lack enough food, and the world's population is expected to reach 9.8 billion by 2050. Most of the world relies on maize, rice, or wheat, and demand for these crops is projected to increase by a third... Uh, by 2050. The study concludes that Europe, the world's most productive wheat growing region, could see up to 16 million tons of wheat loss to pests because of temperature changes by 2050. The United States is projected to see its maize loss rise 40% or by uh, 20 million tons each year. Um, And insects are also predicted to eat about 27 million tons of rice in China, where a third of all rice is produced. So, Temperature and pests, a link there. A US judge on Thursday blocked the opening of grizzly bear hunts that were set to take place this weekend around Yellowstone National Park for the first time in 40 years. In July, a 26-foot whale shark was found dead on Sanibel Island on Florida's southwestern Gulf Coast. Its body riddled with the neurotoxin produced by tiny algae in the sea. The red tide has claimed many victims this year on the Florida coast which has become a rotting marine graveyard. A hundred manatees, a dozen dolphins, thousands of fish, 300 sea turtles and more have died or washed up along shores in putrid smelling masses, felled all of them by the red tide. The red tide is a normal seasonal occurrence in southwest Florida, but this year's red tide has lasted 10 months, making it the worst bloom since 2006 when the tide lasted 17 months. A team of researchers has, for the first time, fully 3D printed an array of light receptors on a hemispherical surface. This discovery marks a significant step toward creating a bionic eye that could someday help blind people see or sighted people see better. 18 National Science Prize winners in Chile have called for a halt to the over-extraction of water in the four regions over which the Atacama Desert spreads in the north of the country, a problem that threatens the future of 1.5 million people. The scientists call for water in the area to be treated as a non-renewable resource because mining companies, agriculture, and large cities consume underground reservoirs of water that date back more than 10,000 years and are not replenished with equal speed. According to experts, the current rate of water extraction is not sustainable. Chile is the world's leading exporter of copper and of fruit and vegetables, two water-intensive sectors. The Atacama Desert is the driest desert on earth. It covers 105,000 square kilometers. In a normal year, only between 1.6 to 2.5 millimeters of water fall on the regions of the so-called Norte Grande, which covers the Atacama Desert. And so far in 2018, the deficit is 100% in some of the cities and 50% in others drought all over the world. Uh, low levels of chemicals in marijuana like THC can linger in breast milk for up to six days after nursing mothers use the drug. Pot smoking moms, watch out. When a team of researchers at the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai in New York paged through thousands of scientific studies on human fertility, they discovered that the average sperm count for men in western countries has dropped by 50 to 60%. Experts remain at a loss as to how to treat this potential male Mm. fertility crisis. Indigenous peoples who who comprise less than 5% of the world's population have the world's smallest carbon footprint and are the least responsible for our climate crisis. Yet because their livelihoods and well-being are intimately bound with intact ecosystems, indigenous peoples disproportionately face the brunt of climate change, which is fast becoming a leading driver of human displacement. And speaking of human displacement, the UN Migration Agency reports that 67,000 migrants and refugees entered Europe by sea in 2018, with 30,000, almost 30,000 to Spain, the leading destination this year. This compares with uh, 123,000 last year to this point, um, and in 2016, at the height of the crisis, 272,000. According to the organization, since the beginning of 2018, the death rate of migrants crossing the sea trying to reach Europe has increased by almost two and a half times. Since the beginning of 2018, more than 1,600 people died or went missing trying to reach Europe by sea. The paper argues that that if in 2017 it was one death in 42, in 2018 it is one in 18.
0: Why do you think that is? That the coyotes are taking risks. Yeah, more
1: and more desperate actions. And also the, the coyotes we know, um, they sabotage the boats so that the, they'll get rescued. And oh, so that yeah. process is being um, interrupted because so many of the, um, the state actors are refusing to cooperate with that system and so more and more its NGOs are expected to pick up the migrants mm-hmm. and now of course those NGOs are being attacked as well in Greece a couple of um, NGO workers were arrested and charged with human trafficking themselves two,
2: two Irish people uh, oh yeah that's right they're in uh, I know them they're looking at 20 years in prison for uh, essentially trying to make the process easier you know, right. because they sabotage these boats and everything like that. And now they're being charged with uh, human trafficking. And they're going to face 20 years in a Greek jail. And you can uh, find about it online. And uh,
1: What, the one kid's name is Sean Binder, I think?
2: Yeah, I have it here, actually.
1: Uh, but, but
2: yeah, they they go to Trinity College Dublin. They went out to Greece to, you know, like a lot of people do, they go over to help out and stuff like that. And now they... Uh, got more involved I think. They got more involved uh, because they wanted to help more because naturally when you go to this environment, you just want to yeah. do what you can. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, the Greek authorities say that they're human trafficking and they're doing bad things and they're gonna, they've been arrested and they're looking at 20 years in jail. Right. All the
0: authorities have to do is, is have a new opinion about what's going on in the United States. The courts are bringing in the ACLU and forcing the ACLU on the immigration officials because they want fairness so, it's a, it's a, it's a fast-moving, unsteady, unstable area there.
1: And governments are always taking activists and using them as ex- deterrence, essentially, to keep people from coming to do the same work. Um, the, the UN has documented the deaths so far this year in the Mediterranean um, at one thousand five hundred and forty-nine people, which is a lot of people, and almost thirty thousand people have been rescued in the Western. Mediterranean waters through last week. So that's a lot of rescuing going on. That's a lot of effort. Um, And I think a lot of this could be solved really another safer way. Uh, And finally, here in the news, uh, amid a precarious security situation in Afghanistan, the worst drought in recent history has hit two of three provinces in Afghanistan in late July destabilizing the lives of tens of thousands of civilians, some of whom have already been displaced multiple times probably, knowing the history Mm -hmm. of Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. The United Nations has predicted that over 2 million people are expected to become severely food insecure in the coming period. To the Afghan people, we just have to do better. Over 1,700 civilians were killed in Afghanistan during the first half of 2018. A combination of drought and conflict has made tens of thousands of families destitute.
0: That that brings us back to Greece. A lot of Afghani people in Greece.
1: We just keep doing
0: this. Just keep doing this. The displacement displacement of of people by climate and fascist governments will just, um, as far as we can see, just increase and increase and at the same time that animals and plants are on the move. I don't know where I was going with that thought. I don't know if that's good radio. Is that good radio just to have?
1: (laughs) just the grief. It's the grief. Let's listen to a song. Listen to this song. Blackbird.
0: Nina Simone. Sing it, Nina.
3: big enough for holding all the tears are gonna cry cause your mama's name was lonely and your daddy's name was pain Call you little sorrow, cause you'll never love again. So, why you wanna fly, blackbird? You ain't ever gonna fly.
1: Simone, Blackbird, great song. I love that rhythm in the background, that clapping rhythm, so and good. That,
0: uh, and that drum with the... Yeah, the water drum. With that rising note. That mm.
1: oh, sounds so good, I could listen to that all day. So, Reverend Billy, you've been at Burning Man eulogizing your dear friend and the founder of Burning Man, Larry Harvey. Uh, who passed and 2 months ago after a stroke um and after a great life so
0: a life well lived
1: yeah an interesting life which is what we all aspire to right I, well not all of us but <laughs> the ones i like <laughs> um <laughs> Um,
0: <laughs> that opens up another can of worms.
1: But, Billy, you went out to the desert there, and you stood with some of Larry's oldest friends around it, uh, an obelisk made by David Best and, and, and Maggie Best, the, the temple builders. Tell us a little bit about that experience.
0: Well, personally, for me, the um, as a uh, nervous performer, the... Uh, the uh the, f- the 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 main feature for a moment until i got over the the feeling was uh oh uh, i'm not one of 18 speakers i'm the only one the only verbalist there was a cellist there was a there was a singer from iran there was a japanese butoh dancer and the the, the uh and in Im- Im- immediately i I look across the desert at at uh, the circle of people uh, whose faces are lit up by the by the giant candles on either side of the obelisk that the bests have created and um, i I want so badly to represent them all um and I realized the best way to do that would, would be to uh, really commune with Larry in a a private way.
1: Well, tell us about Larry, though, because many of our listeners won't maybe even know who he is. Larry Harvey founded Burning Man uh, with some friends, m- a community of people and volunteers. But Larry had a, a, a lot to say, and he, he, he was a wise man in certain ways. Tell us a little bit about his philosophy.
0: Well, he started... Um, with this intuition, uh, back in Baker Beach in San Francisco, with a couple buddies, um, to begin a ritual by creating out of two by fours and driftwood on Baker Beach a uh, the figure of a man standing there. Um, so a group of people that that uh, are kind of caught between. Um, you know, that generation, uh, he just passed away this spring at the age of 70. So that generation kind of caught between their parents and grandparents' uh, religious fundamentalism and um, the mishmash of all religions in the 60s and kind of not knowing where to go yourself. You know, you kind of get flown out into space as far as what is this life? Where are we, and what are we going to do? And the idea, the idea of the sacred um, um, becoming sort of unmoored. So he he uh, he made this uh, figure, and they burned it, and then they did it the next year, and the next year, and increasing numbers of people uh, kept coming back to pass the year's time. By this marking, of the burning of the man, um, and now it's you know it's in more countries than the Pentagon.
1: Wow, <laughs> it's spread that is a lot of countries. It's spread
0: everywhere, 130 <laughs> countries. Uh, uh, as we try to find a post fundamentalist way to go forward, um, and he he claimed that and he gave that claimed it and gave it. Uh, and some would say that it's that it's changed a lot. Of course, that's a constant conversation about Burning Man now. Is right, and everything is it changes. Changed?
1: Everything changes, and we have to remember that. You can't keep something the same, can you? Uh,
0: the, the man that was, 27 years ago, a uh, uh, driftwood wired together, um, it might have been 12 feet high, is now 100 feet high, and it's... Uh, surrounded by 85,000 people in in the playa and thousands of people around the world where they have their own Burning Man events. And uh, it's got fireworks. It's got a lot of explosive uh, fluids that go into the air a long way. It's become a it's become a spectacle beyond. But, but beyond Larry's
1: that. thing was always about community and creativity, right? I mean, that's what Larry really was good at talking about was the 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 juncture of creativity and community. I remember him how he said, you know, uh, let your friends help you, right? Have a good idea, let your friends help you, and I, that's such a good reminder for an artist, you know? because we we get we get off in our own trip so often, and we forget to let our friends do it with us? Like, yeah
0: well that's true the 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 seventy or eighty thousand people that uh I was just with last week um they they are uh they are a part of of a massive uh, uh collection of theme camps each person comes to Uh, the playa sometimes with months of preparation and they open up a little cultural place that people visit Um, oftentimes people are living in tents or RVs or uh, little Quonset huts that they build um, and people come in and experience an education or they or they get some kind of um, exotic back rub um, or they get a lecture or they meditate in silence. The the, the desert, uh, the, the Black Rock Desert, is uh, covered in experiential offerings by people. And there's no distinction between amateur and professional. There's no, um, there's a complete breakdown of the labels and categories of. Uh, the other 51 weeks of the year. You're going there, and um, you take that risk. And so much of it is about the fact that you can take that risk. You have the permission to trust each other. Mm. And people start having conversations at a great distance. People are going by on, on bicycles, and they have, con- they, have, they have conversations with people 50, 75 feet away, just sh- shouting seemingly intimate things about how you are today. And uh, the kinds of things that um, that you might only mention a couple times a day in New York City uh, with with an intimate person, a person you, you trust, the trust is like a flood there. At, after being there just a few minutes, um, you're living a very, very different kind of life.
1: So the critique of Bernie Man has always been about uh, exclusivity I guess and more and more so like that it's just too expensive for most people or that it's an enclave of of the wealthy or the cultural elite or I mean that's always been a a really easy critique to make of Burning Man Um, and I think it's a way that people kind of you know brush it off and there's also an environmental critique you know an ecological critique of you know the amount of fossil fuels and there's all of that but you know that aside um, what you're describing to me it, it is sounds great I mean it sounds great we all want to have that experience right how can we bring that experience home and have that in our everyday life do you think
0: there's no money on the playa the only thing for sale is coffee and ice <laughs> ice for the cocktails that you've you know brought with you and ice to get, you know to keep yourself cool in the 100 degree heat it's a desert it's the high desert it's the Nevada high desert it's where the ghost dance came from. the, uh, And then great coffee. Very early <laughs> very early in the morning at a place called Center Camp.
1: Let's keep our priorities. <laughs> I think it's time for a station ID.
0: Oh, my favorite place on
4: Earth. Gosh, my favorite place on Earth. My favorite place on Earth. Boy, you know, I sort of like any place on Earth, you know. It's pretty good with me. The
2: the Earth.
0: I'd like to say in conclusion about the about the Burning Man um, that I experienced this year with the passing of the founder, uh, Larry Harvey. Um the it's like the United States. It's so big that uh there's just wonderful, amazing things happening there. Uh and the leadership has 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 problems. The leadership continues to burn bigger and bigger burning man events the 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 uh the the Saturday night has become the wrong kind of party, especially this summer. It felt so wrong that so much so much gasoline would be burned um, but here's a an early quote from um, almost 20 years ago from Larry Harvey, we always try to evoke the forces of nature, evoke that family of emotions that pertain to the sacred. And that is, that is what, if the main most visible virtu- ritual seems now inappropriate, um Larry's essential lesson lives in the theme camps, lives down on the level of of the the sand, or what they call the playa. It's an ancient lake bed. There, there people are um, creating um, rituals that change lives. Um, So let's find another way to burn. Uh, is is my suggestion, and I think the suggestion of a lot of people in this climate change era. Um, we must adjust our energy. Amen.
2: <laughs>
0: and so now, continuing our annual ritual here at The Earth Wants You, um, Savvatri and I interview one another, and it's my turn to interview Savvatri. Ready? Amen. Y'all set? When you see a river running in its within its bank, and you're an observer of that river, and then you see the, the, that same river flooding over its bank. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, I've witnessed many flash floods in my home state of New Mexico. Arroyos fill up with water Uh, when the monsoon rains come in summer. My first impulse is always to jump in it and see where it goes. Because Mm -hmm. it just disappears so magically into the desert and you think there must be some other world where that water goes. Um, But then, of course, my practical Teutonic self takes over and I think, am I safe? Am I safe? And then I think, wow, how much silt is being moved by this water? (laughs) What floodplain is being created by this flood? And I like to imagine the geological outcome of flood, I guess.
0: It sounds like your, um, your thought process is um, pretty steady and, and that you're a part of, you can be a part of danger, live with it in a sense.
1: Well, I think the goal of life is readiness. And I think that when one is ready, that means your mind and your body are integrated in such a way that you can respond. So... That means you can respond to uh, physical emergency or emotional emergency, and um, yeah, I I think danger is, I mean, in the eye and ear of the beholder. Kind of, you know, w- what is dangerous to one person is just simply something that's happening to another person.
0: Well, we, th- one of the features of Tibetan Zen Buddhism is the uh, to live a good death to to have consciousness go go over into uh, what we think of as uh, in the in the West we think of as this terrifying thing that gives us heaven or hell uh, uh, they say take take a good life into a good death uh, where does where does climate where does the climate catastrophe um, how does that How does that register with with somebody who wants to live a good death?
1: That's a good question, Billy. I I think, um, I mean, I instantly think, well, a a good climate death. I mean, I don't know very much about Buddhism, and I definitely don't know anything about heaven or hell. Um, I know that I would want to die looking at the sky. So if a good climate death means you're outside, for one thing, (laughs) But that's not the question you're asking. Um, So I think what we can do to prepare for that is to create resilient and strong um, and passionate communities of people who help each other. And that um, in death, in crisis, in emergency, we are not alone. Um, And that we know who's good at certain things and that we have shared those skills to the degree we can, but that we also know some people are going to be better at finding food and some people will be better at creating homes and that we recognize those skills in each other and that we learn to share them. Uh, so the desperation of survival doesn't overwhelm us um, because, of course, w- the climate catastrophe will come to us in, in pieces, and it will come because the days are too hot, and it will come because there isn't enough water, and it will come because we can't remember how to grow food at the right time, like what's happening now in Central America. Because the systems that we've evolved over thousands of years are changing, and we don't know what to do. So we can't keep up with our own evolution. Uh, so how do you prepare for that? You You can't, you can only prepare in in the same way I talked about integrating the mind and body before, in integrating our skills, and I think that's all we can do, really. Um, and, and one of those skills is leadership, which I don't know that we have much of. But clearly, we don't have much leadership. We don't know how to have leaders, and we don't know how to be leaders, and you need both sets of skills.
0: We don't seem to have a Nelson Mandela for the earth right now.
1: Well, I don't think we need a Nelson Mandela. I mean, we need... Like leaders in the sense that 12 of us can talk to each other and decide who's going to do what. I don't think it's Nelson Mandela that we need. I think that model, that heroic model of a leader is over. And what we need really now are networks of things like kinship. Not not exactly kinship because there's all the problematic aspects of kinship around race and identity. and But but networks like that that have uh, leaders within them and that it's a changing leadership, a much more really feminist model of leadership which um, relates to skills and not charisma necessarily, right? Relates to uh, compassion, uh, relates to um, sharing and, and, um, and rising tides, you know?
0: Well, charisma starts with the word car and there are too many cars. Amen. <laughs> well, the Western religions um, seem to, uh, looking for, trying to find out why it seems so difficult to get people to make a realistic emergency adjustment to in their lives to what is happening uh, uh, on the physical plane. Um, people are insisting on, they are dedicated to normalcy. They're dedicated to their daily life, no matter what. They're not changing very much. Ethical shopping is nothing. (laughs) Well, I would
1: say already, though, in your question, there's an answer, right? You say a realistic way of looking at an emergency. But the very nature of emergency is not realistic, Mm -hmm. right? Is that it overwhelms your concept of the real, and that is what an emergency does to you. So um, it's you know it's how you exercise to prepare for that. I people, guess
0: people think they're being realistic. I'm being realistic because I'm sticking here with my 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 car and my family and my. I'm being realistic because I have to you know service my mortgage and I'm I cannot I cannot um, bump from this carbon footprint life I'm living.
1: Yeah, I feel you. I mean, I I I don't know how to be realistic at the moment. I mean, I, I, it's funny, you know, last week we talked about Monsanto a lot. We talked about what's happening to Monsanto and and a year ago I I was asking this question like, why aren't people, you know, come on, people. Monsanto, you know, glyphosate, Roundup, all this work that you and I have done with our community and now there's a 300 million the Lee Johnson trial so it's happening I mean it's just slower realism is slower sometimes but um, let's listen to that Monsanto's the Devil
0: that's a good place to go Monsanto's the Devil the Stop Shopping Choir
1: got talent. Today, the orangutan, a beautiful creature, semi-solitary in the wild, the largest tree-dwelling animals on earth. Orangutans are among the most sexually dimorphic of primates. An adult male may be three times heavier than an adult female. Orangutans have the most intense relationship between mother and young of any non-human mammal. Mothers carry their offspring for the first five years and may suckle them for six or seven years. For the first eight years of a young orangutan's life, its mother is its constant companion. And until another infant is born, mothers sleep in a nest with their offspring every night. Orangutans are very gentle and sit for hours at a time, gazing. Maybe they're meditating. Anyway, due to habitat destruction, the orangutan is endangered.
0: Palm oil.
1: So these creatures, which can live up to 70 years, mm, threatened, and hear the beautiful sound of an orangutan, the person of the forest in Melee. the person of the forest.
0: Thank you, the person of the forest. I wonder what she or he was saying with that sound. that um, sounded like that talking drum from the Nina Simone song. Well, we come to the conclusion of our um, kickoff show here in the fall of 2018 after after this apocalyptic summer, which continues. We have 60 out-of-control fires at this time. Am I right? Just here in the United States? Was that, was that what uh, we in yeah, North America? Um, a lot of fires are burning. So the, the fires are continuing. And uh, certainly here in New York, right now, we're having um, record, record heat every day, marching into the fall. We're hoping the fall comes to cool us the the gathering of of what we've learned um this summer um the feeling that the earth is uh giving us some kind of final speech the the effort to um finally break down our own defenses against that speech that we carry with us and are unaware of the hope to be open to songs coming in from persons in the forest now is, now is a time of reckoning now is a time of trusting the earth Wants us, can we rise to do the right thing as living beings on this earth? Earth Alleluia. Earth Alleluia.
1: Earth Alleluia. Thanks for listening. Join us again. The Earth Wants You. I'm Salvatore D with Reverend Billy my producer Kilian Sunderman here at the Brooklyn Commons in New York City. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it.
2: I uh, I really enjoyed that show, but is there any way I can contact you guys about, you know, I have, I have an opinion and I want to reach out to you. How do I do that?
0: Well, absolutely. RevBilly at RevBilly.com.
1: And I'm Savitri at RevBilly.com. It's easy to reach us. Go to our website. You'll find a contact button right there. You can reach us on on the corporate sites. But we prefer a direct connection. I'm not even going to mention those places because I want to hear from you. Savitri at RevBilly.com.
2: Well, I'm a young, hip, cool millennial. Are you guys on those social medias as well?
1: Easy to find us there. You just have to do some combination of Rev, Billy, Talon, Stop Shopping. <laughs> you'll find us in a second.
0: And we'll uh, trade uh, the old-fashioned street address. Our phone numbers are public. We're trying to trust the world right now and invite other people to be what we call direct friends. Not through corporations let's just trust each other let's amen? get
1: back to that original media talking listening I talk to you you listen to me I, no, listen I, to I know some of you some of you, the, you, some of you work
0: for Donald Trump some of you work for Vladimir Putin you'll be contacting us as well well come on in
2: I got one final question okay I really like this episode of the podcast but I want to listen to all the other episodes is there anywhere where this is available online you can find all of our previous
1: episodes at revbilly.com slash. Radio. They're all there. Or you can go to SoundCloud and again, do that wonderful search, Rev Billy. You'll find it in a second, and it's all there.